Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, that sucks that there were no good games today to discuss, or even no bad games for that matter. You know what's odd? And I'm not going to get on the Mets here. They thought they were doing the right thing. People, no matter what the team does, they're in the wrong. They stick with the game to, to play it, and then people get ticked off because they're going there, sitting in a, you know, the, the stadium for hours. Oh, you knew it was going to rain. How come you couldn't cancel it? And then, of course, they try to do the right thing and cancel it ahead of time, and it's the most beautiful day that opening day would have ever seen. So you can't win if you're the Mets. So I'm not going to criticize them, but it is unfortunate. And... Some would say typical Met luck that they don't end up playing opening day on what was a beautiful day yesterday. Now, there is a lot to get into, even though there weren't games that were played. And we can look ahead to today, and the Mets are going to open at home today against the Marlins, try to get their season back on track after getting swept by the Brewers, of course. You get the Yankees in action, too, later on opening up the Orioles season at home where the Yanks will open their road season a little bit later on today. So we'll have plenty of that as well. But... The news for the Mets yesterday, and we'll be talking with Joe DeMeo, by the way, of um, he does the Mets pod, and he's a huge dude with all the prospects. We've had him on plenty of times before. We'll get his thoughts on Francisco Alvarez a little bit later, uh, and just the Mets in general. We'll do that at 1 o'clock, so we get an hour to get your calls in on whatever it is you want to discuss until then, and then, of course, four hours after that, so plenty of time for that. But the Alvarez thing. So Francisco Alvarez now is going to get called up where you know Mets fans are going to be excited about this, not only because they want to see Alvarez, but because the timing of it with coming off the sweep, with the offense not doing their job, and now there's going to be excitement around Francisco Alvarez. couple things on him. Number one, he was called up last year and thrown right into the fire and failed. He was overmatched. It was inevitable. It was obvious he was overmatched. Uh, it, he, he got thrown in out of necessity, and it didn't work out. That's number one. Number two, this spring, coming off of the little taste that he had last year and then having an opportunity in the spring to maybe do what Anthony Volpe did with the Yankees to go out there and win that job. And Alvarez failed miserably. That's a strike two against him. Now it doesn't mean strike two against him as far as all oh, this guy's not the prospect that we thought he was, or he's not going to be any good. It's just that he had two opportunities to do something and he didn't. This is the third time's a charm for Francisco Alvarez. If I'm him, I'm thinking, okay, I didn't get it done last year. I had a rough spring. Now you're not going to be able to send me back down. That's what this could be. Later on today, as we now officially reach Friday here on The Fan, later on today could be the beginning 
of Francisco Alvarez career with the Mets not going back down to the minor leagues. You know who that's up to? Not Billy Epler, not Steve Cohen, not Buck Showalter. It's up to Francisco Alvarez. If he goes out there and rakes in this opportunity, he's not going back down. That's what needs to happen for the Mets to have success. That's what needs to happen for Alvarez to be able to get his career going at the big league level. And I actually think it's going to happen. There are some concerns defensively, of course. Remember, this is not the Mets calling up Alvarez because he earned it. This is, again, out of necessity with Narvaez going on the IL for, they say, with the the calf for eight to nine weeks. That's an extended period. And you also have to do the math and say, okay, well, are they just going to have Alvarez up here to be on the bench behind Tomas Nito because he's not ready and they weren't going to bring him up here? No, he's got to play. They're not going to bring up Francisco Alvarez and have him glued to the bench. That does no, nobody any good. Now, you want to say that Nito's going to catch Max Scherzer? Sure. Is it going to be a 50-50 split? I wouldn't think so because if it is, then that means uh, Alvarez is going to get some at-bats at DH. You cannot keep his bat on the bench. That is not how you're going to develop a top prospect. So Alvarez is going to play. And the reason why this is great timing for the Mets and could be a blessing in disguise, because when you think about it, this team has been hit hard here, dating back to even before the WBC with Jose Quintana, then Edwin Diaz at the WBC. Uh, you know, one thing after another, Verlander on opening day, now this with Norvaez. It has been a mess, not to mention the sweep, not to mention Scherzer, Lindor, and Alonso. It's just been a mess of a start for the Mets this year. But this could not only be a blessing in disguise because they get maybe better production from Alvarez at the catching spot than they would have gotten otherwise, even if Narvaez stayed healthy, but the timing of it to kind of take some of the attention off the struggling Mets. And I know it sounds ridiculous to overreact to getting swept, but it is a big deal when you consider... A, how it's happened, and B, that it didn't happen at all last year. I mean, they didn't get swept until September. Their longest losing streak of the year was three games. They're already there now, seven games in. They didn't lose a series till mid-May. They've already lost a series, second series of the year. And while everybody's going to be excited about the festivities at City Field today for opening day, there was going to be a disappointing feel to it coming off of that atrocious series in Milwaukee. And now with Alvarez, I do think that that takes a little bit of that away. Now, they have much bigger issues. And the biggest issue to me is something Alvarez cannot control, and that's the pitching. You know, He can help out in the offensive department. And I actually do think the Mets will be fine offensively. You know, ultimately, they'll be okay. They, they are what they are offensively. They were never going to be a great team anyway, but their top four or five guys, if you throw McNeil in that mix, they can hit. Maybe Alvarez can actually be, and I don't think they're going to have him batting fifth anytime soon, but maybe he can work his way up and become that five hitter and protection for Alonzo. And then you have McNeil behind him and so on. This is an opportunity for Alvarez that he needs to take advantage of here. Otherwise, it's going to be the same stuff. If he struggles, then there's going to be doubt about him. He's going to have to go back down eventually. It's going to be a problem. This is a huge moment for the Mets and Alvarez, not just for now, but also moving forward. Anyway, the Mets have bigger issues, and it's what they're pitching. That's the big concern. A year ago, Tyler McGill got the opening day start filling in for Jacob deGrom. Now he's going to get the home opener start filling in for Justin Verlander. The difference is last year, Tyler McGill was one of the keys to why the Mets got off to such a hot start. This year, 
after he got injured last year and he came back, he was never the same. And even as a reliever where people were talking about, oh, he'll give you a difference maker out of the bullpen, he was not. And this year, he's not looking very good you know, so far. He's you know, He's been so-so. I just haven't seen enough to be able to trust Tyler McGill. What are you going to get from him? Don't know. David Peterson, not very good in start number two. That's a problem. Max Scherzer, the biggest problem. Not very good through his first two starts. Getting blasted in start number two, followed up by a start where he gave up a game-tying two-run homer before exiting that game to Garrett Cooper. So there are issues with the Mets rotation. Bullpen, we know there are going to be problems there without Edwin Diaz, and they're going to eventually have to go out and get an arm or two. But we were not accounting for the Mets having to go out there and add a starting pitcher. They need these guys to get the job done, and they need to do it now. Because if they start losing games here, and I don't expect them to lose this series to Miami. I mean, Miami stinks. If the Met, See, they're in a spot now, though, off of a sweep, where if they ever did lose two of three, it would be mayhem come Monday morning. You cannot lose this series to Miami. That's the spot that they're in now. With the expectations that they have coming into the year, with the way that they've started slowly here, you cannot. I mean, really, they can't even take two or three. got to sweep this team. That's what good teams would do. That's what the Mets of last year would do. But anything less than two out of three, and it's going to be full-blown panic in this town. And that's going to be a problem because these things tend to snowball, which is why we're saying it's so important for them to go out there and settle things down in this series and then try to get back to playing some winning baseball, taking two of three, because their schedule is going to get very difficult and because the Braves just don't lose. You combine all of it, and the Mets can find themselves in a an unfamiliar spot with Steve Cohen and Buck Showalter, but a familiar spot with the prior regime, buried in April. This is a good team, but things can go the wrong direction very quickly. It's imperative they go out there and handle business against Miami, starting with the home opener later on today. And that means Tyler McGill. That means the bats. They got to get it going. It's all right there in front of them. Nobody's saying the season is over right now, although the NL East might, in fact, be over because Atlanta, like we said, does not lose. But this is an important time here early on in the season. Maybe even more so, think about this. The Mets did not deal with real adversity last year until September. And maybe even really until they lost the first one in Atlanta or the second one in Atlanta. Then it started to go, oh, okay, now we're going to find out what this team's made of. And guess what? We did. And it wasn't much, unfortunately. 101 wins came up empty, losing that division and then getting beat in the wild card round. This is the first time that they're going to be tested here this year. It's nice and early. It's a good time for a test, whether it be with Tyler McGill, whether it be with Scherzer, the rest of the rotation, the bullpen, Buck, Alvarez. They're going to be tested here this weekend. This is a huge series against a lousy team that they need to beat. And if they go out there and sweep or take two out of three, at least they settle things down a little bit, and then it's going to be on to the next series where they're going to have to show them, you know, prove themselves again. But early on, to where the Yankees, you know, look, going into Baltimore, no big deal. Yanks won four of the first six. They look fine. They'll get healthier here with Rodone and Harrison Bader potentially coming back. Glaber Torres off to a torrid start. Yankees are fine. We know what they are. They're going to have to add eventually, and take another step, postseason, all that stuff. Well, we know what they are. With the Mets... It sounds nuts, but they are teetering right now coming off of that ugly sweep. It's not just losing three games. 
you know, a 2-1 ball game, 4-2 ball game, 7-6, whatever. The, the third game of that series, the, the you know Mets trying to avoid the sweep. You know, obviously Peterson didn't have it. Alonzo and Lindor did, but then the bullpen blows it. That Those type of losses happen. Frustrating, bad, but those losses happen. But followed up by 19-0 combined score in the first two, that can't happen. So make no mistake, they are going through some early season adversity after those three games. When you have the highest payroll in Major League Baseball, when you have the expectations that the Mets do, and you perform the way that they have, it's never too early to be put in a pressurized spot. And they are right now. Braves on fire. Mets struggling. Pieces falling apart left and right. And now relying on one of the young guys in Alvarez to maybe be a difference maker for them offensively. And who knows how far behind Brett Beatty is. They may need to rely on him. We we said it early on. If the Mets are going to these guys early, they're in trouble. Because usually that means it's a bad thing. And because of the injury to Narvaez, we're getting to see Alvarez. And potentially because of the performance of Eduardo Escobar, we might get to see Brett Beatty soon. A team with the highest payroll in Major League Baseball should not be relying on two top prospects as much as the Mets might be. But before we get way ahead of ourselves here, focus on one thing at a time. This team's got to go out there today, take care of business, and then do the same thing. Sanga tomorrow, on Saturday, of course, and finish it off on Sunday. But this is an important series for the Mets very early on in this season. Like I said, we'll talk more Mets with Joe DeMeo coming up at 1 o'clock. We'll get into the Yankees as well. Glaber Torres is on fire. Good thing they never traded them, huh? Imagine that, and the Yankees traded them for what? To make room for Peraza and Volpe. And by the way, we may be seeing Peraza up here for the Yankees due to the injury with Josh Donaldson. SNY's Andy Martino wrote about it. It could be Johnny Brito comes up and makes a start against the Orioles. Maybe that's the more likely scenario. But if they're looking for an infielder to bring up to replace Donaldson, you could have Peraza come up. Now, I don't think they're going to do that this early and move Volpe off of short because Peraza is the better defensive shortstop. But, hey, with Volpe here, Yankees made the tough decision. They banked on what he did in the spring, and he's off to a very slow start. If that continues, then they got to think about potentially sending him down, which could be a little bit of a mess as well, which is probably why some people in that room when they're trying to make this decision said, not yet, he's not ready yet. People banging the table for him, people saying he's not ready, let's wait a little bit. This is the risk you run. He earned the job in spring training, but spring training is just that, spring training, not the big leagues. I think ultimately Volpe will be fine, but he's in a little bit of a funk here to start his major league career. When are the Yankees going to do something about it? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 